especially thank the worship team this morning. This is actually, yeah. We've had them on a marathon today. This is their third service. Um, I think they've escaped me each time during the preaching, though, so I don't know what's going on. But uh, this service, now they preached at the first service, and then they packed up and went over to Full Gospel and did music there, then they came back here. So the reason is a lot of our youth and young adults are on the youth retreat right now. So they should be coming back. I'm assuming their service is coming to an end around now, and then they'll be driving back. Um, I say I assume that because I hear they've had really great services, so who knows? They might be there all day. But make sure if you know one of the youth who went on the retreat this weekend, when you see them, say hello and ask them the details because I know many of them were touched uh, over this weekend. So I want to also say thank you for those of you who helped and served and contributed last week to the barbecue. Didn't we have a great day last week? Yeah, we, so I appreciate all that hard work. I know some were here from very early in the morning and served all day, and so we really, really appreciate that. Well, today, um, last week we looked at the, our annual theme, talking about fruitfulness, but today I want to continue with what we've been talking the last several weeks regarding the Holy Spirit. We've been looking... In talking about the Holy Spirit in scriptures, just how the Holy Spirit speaks to us and leads us and guides us. And my topic today is having spirit-led direction. I think we all want direction for our lives, don't we? Uh, we've, we've all been at periods of our lives where we've needed direction. I, I could think when I was a teenager in school, before I turned 18, I, all I could think about was turning 18. I couldn't see my life beyond that I didn't really have a direction beyond that. So there I was, and uh, some of you know you're at the same place, and then, you know, time goes on, and feel you have a direction, and then maybe you, you shifted a direction. We all need direction for our life at some point. And maybe the way that you've made your choice and your decision-making to find that direction included God, or maybe it didn't. My hope today is that we will really be open to the Holy Spirit to hear His voice, and just to receive that direction and move in that direction where he wants us to go. For some, maybe you're in that season of transition. Or others, maybe there's going to be a shifting in your life as the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you in a new direction. I want to talk today, uh, look at the story of the Apostle Paul. Of course, he has talked a lot about in the book of Acts. And we find him first just having a divine encounter with Jesus he was zealous for Judaism, and then he had an encounter with Jesus, and he gave his life for the kingdom of God just to, to preach and to minister. And so that's where we see the Apostle Paul. And I want to focus towards the end of Acts. As we're midway through, we, we see Paul as he's going out and he's preaching. And they're making decisions to go here and to preach there. But they, he feels this direction that's coming inside of him. And I want to focus on that as it takes us to the end chapters of Acts. Let's look in the book of Acts starting in chapter 19. And then I'm going to look in a few different places from there. Acts 19. After all this had happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I have been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. All right, so let's pause there. Paul had been with the disciples. They had been going out and preaching different places. But now suddenly he says, I'm going to Jerusalem. And then I must go to Rome. Now, it doesn't really explain how did he make that decision. How did he feel that he had to go to Rome? 
Here we don't see so much, but as we continue through the story, we see some more details about this. Now, I'm very concerned for people as we make our decisions in our lives, and some of our big decisions, that we want to hear God. We want to be open to His voice. I know there was a decision I was just making. I was talking to my wife, and I said, oh, I'm not sure what to do. She said, well, honey, just pray. And then let the Lord lead you, make your decision. I'm like, I have been praying. I know. I just I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I still don't know. And sometimes it's like that. Sometimes we pray, and we want God to help us make a decision and direction, but we don't hear anything too clearly. And sometimes we just have to make, you know, we just trust the Lord. Okay, I've been praying. I'm doing what I need to do. Okay, so I'm going to make that decision. I got counsel. I got wisdom. So now I just need to make that decision. I remember going back years ago in a critical time regarding my health, deciding between doctors and surgeries and procedures. You know, didn't hear God saying anything in particular. So I was like, okay, we just need to continue to proceed in making these decisions as we, as we believe that we're moving forward. And sure enough, God was there and, and led us through. But so there are certain moments where you don't hear a whole lot, but then there's other times when the Holy Spirit really starts to communicate to us, impress us. So we do what we know to do, but then there are other times where the Holy Spirit really begins to communicate. And that's what we see from the disciples and from the Apostle Paul. They were doing what they knew to do. Paul knew he was called by God to preach the gospel and to go different places and to minister. And that's what they were doing. In certain moments, as they were going about ministering, preaching, and helping, suddenly the Holy Spirit would steer them and guide them. And here, it doesn't explain really how the Holy Spirit was working in Paul's life, but we see up to this point, the Holy Spirit is very active in the life of the Apostle Paul. So let's continue to follow the story as we move from here and we go into the next chapter this is what we see now compelled by the spirit i am going to jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there i only know that in every city the holy spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me however i consider my life worth nothing to me My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. All right, well, what do we see here? He says he's compelled now by the Spirit. Previously, he he said he was deciding to go, but now he's saying he feels compelled. There's something going on inside of him. He's impressed, but in such a strong way, he has to move forward in this direction that God is giving him. God can do this to us sometimes, that we feel this deep impression, this compelling inside of us, that we have to do something, we have to go somewhere. It's this direction that God is giving. But look at verse 23, it says, In every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. All right, that doesn't sound so good, does it? But the Holy Spirit is speaking, communicating, and confirming what's taking place. We want the Holy Spirit to continue to emphasize and confirm the direction He's giving us. And I believe when God is telling us something to start moving our lives in a certain direction, His Holy Spirit will confirm and re-emphasize that thing to us. We want to know, is this God leading us or not? And here He says, every city, the Holy Spirit is speaking to Him. He doesn't say how. 
we've been talking about the different ways the Holy Spirit speaks. And sometimes it's through deep impressions. Sometimes it's through a, a dream or a vision. And there's different ways the Holy Spirit can communicate. And we see it in the book of Acts. Here he doesn't really explain how God is speaking to him, how he's communicating. But he says every city he's going, the Holy Spirit is communicating that this is a direction that he needs to go. Well, it doesn't sound like those are such good things. He's talking about prisons and hardships. How many of you know that any direction you're moving in that's worth going in, there's going to be some challenges? And any direction that you're going that's going to bear eternal fruit is going to have some challenges, some obstacles to overcome. But Paul knew, and in this journey, that where he was destined to go was going to be worth it. So he was talking about prisons, talking about hardships, but he was going to go in that direction. That's the direction he knew to go from God, and so he was committed to going there. Let's continue reading, and, and let's see, because I think as we continue reading, we have continued signs and observations of how the Holy Spirit is communicating in Acts chapter 21. We sought out the disciples there and stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. Now we see some people in the mix. How many of you know, God's, you know God will speak to us through other people? The Holy Spirit will speak to us through our spiritual community through pastors, through our spiritual authorities, but through our fellowship with other believers, the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And as we see here and as we move forward, we see the people of God, those who God was using to speak to the Apostle Paul, and guess what? They continue to say the same type of things, that there's going to be some difficulties that await you ahead. And now, what do we make of this? Through the Spirit, they urge Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. They know what's coming. They know how hard it's going to be, what he's going to suffer. So these are people like you and I. They sense God telling them something, but they're also concerned about what it is that God is saying. And so collectively, they're talking to Paul, knowing hardship awaits. And as I look at this, they're urging him not to go. What do we make of this? Paul is feeling that he needs to go. Now we say that they're urging not to go. I think we do find the spiritual and the emotional intertwined here, as we're going to continue to see in this chapter. Many times when people are urging us not to do something, they might have a very good reason not to, not to do it. We need to listen to people around us in what they're saying. Let's continue. In, as we continue this chapter, it says this, After we had been there a number of days a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, in this, in this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. Interesting, isn't it? You know, here another person, hearing from the Holy Spirit, begins to communicate to the Apostle Paul. Now, Agabus was very demonstrative. Um, some of you, you know, are from Italian descent here, and we always say, you know, you're Italian, use your hands when you talk, right? Maybe not me, me not so much, but others my family, they're always using their arms. They're demonstrative. Well, I don't know what Agabus was on a regular basis, but here we see he's very demonstrative. And he's speaking prophetically through the Holy Spirit. And it sounds that he was accustomed to being in that role, speaking 
the word of the Lord to people. Now, I got to tell you, you don't have to be strange and be weird and do strange things for God to speak through you. Some people think, well, you see all the prophets of the Old Testament doing these things. You got to be a little weird to let God speak to you. That's not true. You could actually, you know, speak well and act presentable and let God speak to you. But sometimes the Lord will give an object lesson. And that's what's happening here. That as Agabus is showing him, hey, look, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Just how I'm putting this, I'm binding my wrist. This is what's going to happen to you, Paul. If you didn't understand what I'm saying, now look, this is what's going to happen to you. And so he's telling Paul the same thing he's hearing over and over and over. This just reminds me that if God is speaking to you and he's speaking by his Holy Spirit, he's going to keep speaking. He's going to emphasize. I know when the Lord was talking to me about missions years and years ago, God spoke to my heart. Then I found, I, as after he's speaking to me, I, I went here and it was something about missions. And then I went there and it was something about missions. And then a pastor talked to me, it was like the same theme. And then another pastor talked to me, it was another same theme. Uh, you know, I, like I couldn't escape it because God was really trying to get my attention and direct me of where I needed to go. As much as I felt like I didn't have direction in that moment, God was starting to direct me and move me in that way. So I believe if, if it's the Holy Spirit, God will emphasize it and re-emphasize it and find a way to communicate things to you. Uh, as, I'm, as I'm thinking about that, uh, something happened even just recently. Someone in our church um, came to me with an idea. I said, you know, would you be open to an idea? And I, I said, well, of course. You'll tell me your idea. And it was actually about doing some reconfiguration here in the church, in the sanctuary, and just throwing some things. Well, like, okay, I'll think about it. I'll listen. And, uh, you know, pray about, you know, things. Well, I sat on it a few weeks, and wouldn't you know, someone else in the church, a different leader in the church, came to me independently without knowing the conversation and gave me basically the same suggestion. Well, that seems like it could be the Holy Spirit, don't you think? So what are we going to do with it? Well, we're going to talk it through, maybe try it, test it, to see is this God really leading us. But when you see something like that, the Holy Spirit might be trying to communicate. And we go through this, the process, though. It's not just, okay, that's it, and it's all said and done. We then go through the processes of, okay, if this is the Holy Spirit, then we need to continue to take the right steps to test it, to try it, to see what is God saying to us exactly. And this is true for every area of our life. If you feel the Holy Spirit is guiding you and leading you in something, then you need to keep your ears open. Hear what God's Spirit is saying through different people in your life, through different circumstances, and be open to it. I know sometimes people will have their mind made up on something, and then suddenly the next thing they hear is, oh, that's a sign from God, it's confirmed, and that's it. And they won't listen to anyone or anything. I don't think the Apostle Paul was like that. As we will continue to read right here, we see people are very emotional about his decision. As it says, when we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. All right, well, this is an interesting circumstance. It seems like you know, Paul's, Paul was sure this is the direction he had to go. And the people knew what the Holy Spirit was saying if he went there, and they were emotional. Please don't go. Many times, we're, we have our mind made up to do something, and there are people in our lives trying to warn us, hey, don't do that. It might not end up the way you think it's going to end up. 
So which way do we take things? I think we need to keep our ears open because if you look back a few chapters, the Apostle Paul was standing in front of a group that was in a riot, basically, and he wanted to go back out and preach to this angry mob. And the disciples around him said, Paul, we don't think you should go out there. And he listened to them. He didn't go excuse me, because they would have torn him apart. And so there were moments where we see that was the Apostle Paul's maturity, that he was willing to listen and hear perspectives and advice, and they were, he was a reasonable person able to be reasoned with. So we see that previously, that he is able to be reasoned with, and he made his conclusion, you know what, guys, you're right, I'm not going to go out there at this time. But here now he can't be dissuaded because he has felt this so strongly that he has to go. He knew what his purpose was and that he had to fulfill it, and he had a realistic expectation of the challenges and obstacles that were ahead of him. I think a lot of times people say, well, God is just leading me. I'm just going to jump in and do it. But they don't have a full realistic understanding of the challenges and obstacles that might be ahead. I can think of numerous people who jumped into things and without listening to warnings, just saying, oh, I think God is leading us. Let's just do it. And it ended up not to turn out to the way they thought, and it ended up, to go really in a bad direction. People in our lives to help us and to warn us, and we need to really listen to spiritual people. We need to have an understanding when someone is really looking out for us, and they were looking out for Paul, but he said, I am aware that, I might fa- that I'm going to face prison and hardships, but I'm okay with it. Paul had peace with it. He was okay. He knew that his objective was greater than any sufferings and sacrifice that might come along the way. Amen? So, but we need to be in tune with this because we can make mistakes. If we are not realistic about the obstacles and the sacrifices and the suffering that we could face in certain decisions, then we're just really jumping into things you know, blindly. So be careful and understand the difference there. I think when we, if we want to have the Holy Spirit operating and directing us in our lives, I think, first of all, we do need to be open about it. We need to be open and allow the Spirit to speak direction. As I already mentioned, I'm sure many of us here have made decisions in our lives, but maybe not all of them really you know, taken a lot of time to seek God about certain decisions. But, you know, that's how life is, right? Sometimes you make decisions and then later on you, hey, this is the place where I'm at right now. What can God do with this? And sometimes he makes those things beautiful right where we are. But other times he says, you know what? I have a different plan for you. So I want to shift your direction. And when the Holy Spirit is speaking, you know, we need to have our hearts and our minds open to hear it. I think if we're really open and honest that, hey, I want to hear God's voice, you know, he's going to help us. Even the people who are coming into our lives to warn us, you know, they're going to give right perspective. You need to understand the full picture of what you can face. This way you know, hey, okay, I'm sure this is God, and yes, I understand your warnings that this can happen and it's realistic, um, but let's together continue to move forward. So these are two different things. And say, hey, my mind is made up, and that's it. I'm just doing this no matter what anyone says. So let's be very wise and very careful. But the, Paul, but the Apostle Paul was ready to move forward in this no matter the challenges that he knew were real. Everywhere he went, the Holy Spirit was speaking through the community. It isn't interesting, though, how there was that continued re-emphasis of what the Holy Spirit is saying. How he's saying, Paul, you're going to face this. 
Paul, you're going to face this. Paul, you're going to face this. It's almost like, okay, I heard it. I know it already. I believe you. But he heard it. The Holy Spirit was emphasizing it. So allow the Holy Spirit to speak. What is that direction in your life? Because he has a blessing um, with that direction. But then also understand that there will be challenges and sacrifices that are required if you're going to move in that direction where the Holy Spirit is leading you. Amen? Some things are, are not as big as the Apostle Paul going to jail. And I, I hopefully none of us have to face those type of things in our, in our lives because the Apostle Paul had a special calling on his life. But all of us are going to face some type of obstacle and challenge if we're going to be fruitful in our lives and for eternal purposes. Um, and the Holy Spirit will continue to confirm what he is saying to us. Well, this was, these were the steps that the Apostle Paul went through. This was the process. What was the result as he went to Jerusalem? The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Welcome to Jerusalem, Paul. They weren't kidding. I mean, they're they beating him and trying to kill him. It's a good thing that the Holy Spirit was confirming over and over and over what was going to happen because Paul was ready for it. And, you know, you could face some things if you know it's coming. If it's totally unexpected, well, then you're blindsided by it. But Paul understood what was coming, and he was ready to face it. And this was his welcome, but it's quite interesting of what happens here because in that same chapter, as you continue reading, by the help of those same soldiers, Paul was able to stand up and preach to the crowd. Could you imagine that? <laughs> same crowd that's trying to kill you, a few minutes later, you're going to preach to them. Because that was his objective. That was his goal. He understood the sacrifice and the sufferings, but he was ready for it. He counted that more important that he could save some people from hell and that they could know Jesus and be saved. He felt that was more important than any of the sacrifices and sufferings that he had to make along the way. What an amazing attitude and example for us to follow. Well, it didn't end there because he then went on step by step to testify in front of the Sanhedrin Council, in front of Governor Felix. Then he was in prison for two years, just like the Spirit told him he was going to be in prison. It happened. How do you know the Holy Spirit is speaking? When it actually happens. And there it happens. And then he stood up before King Agrippa, before Festus, another leader. Then he went on to Rome where he awaited to stand before Caesar, the empire. Could you imagine being able to testify and stand up and preach in front of all those places and God used him to do such a great, amazing thing. And even at the time when he was waiting in Rome, God used him, God granted him favor to preach to the people there in Rome. Amazing story. But it had to take the Apostle Paul to first hear what the Holy Spirit was saying and be willing to move in that direction, and be able to hear the challenges that faced him, and not be afraid. How many of you know we can understand your challenges are waiting, and we can become afraid and go the other direction? But Paul understood the challenges and obstacles await. We're, I'm going to overcome in Jesus' name. We're going to make it, and God's going to help me, and I'm going to overcome those things. What an amazing 
life an example for us. In a verse that, he, that we find from the Apostle Paul, it was written, this verse here is written while he was in prison. It's found in the book of Philippians, and this is what he said. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Paul cared about fruitfulness. And if you were here last week, you heard me talk a lot about fruitfulness and being fruitful, as that's been our year theme, as we see on the, on the uh, banner there. Paul wanted to be fruitful in his life. And the direction that God was sending him in his life in speaking by the Holy Spirit was going to be one of eternal fruitfulness. God wants to bring us to a place where we are fruitful for the kingdom of God. And as he speaks, he directs us, he repositions us. He's doing it because he has something great in mind. And for the Apostle Paul, he said, hey, I always want to be fruitful in my life. And in order to be fruitful, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. We have to keep our ears open, keep our heart open. It's not enough to say, my mind is made up. We have to have our heart open. God, have your way in my life. Lord, what's the new direction that you want to speak in my life? You know, there were certain things in my life that I didn't see coming. But once God started speaking, you know, hey, things started changing. There are certain things now I can face now and see things different now that years ago maybe, you know, I wouldn't have faced it that way. I wouldn't have heard it that way. But now is the time. Now is the season. And for you, now is the season to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and just have your heart open and let him give you new direction in your life because in the end, you're going to want to say that your life counted for something. You lived a fruitful life and because you listened to the Holy Spirit, you received all the blessings that God intended for your life. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back. As you stand, let's say a prayer. And I just want us to invite the Holy Spirit here to speak to us. Whatever he might be saying in your life, maybe it's to reinforce something in you right now, or maybe it's speaking something new in your life. Let's pray and just ask God to communicate however he wants to communicate to us. Dear Lord, we, Lord, we thank you, O oh God. Lord, you want to communicate to us. Lord, your Holy Spirit speaks to us in different ways. Lord, you can impress things on us. Lord, sometimes it's through a sermon. Sometimes it's through our spiritual community. But Lord, you find ways to communicate to us. And just like the Apostle Paul had his heart open to receive and to go and do what you wanted, I pray, Lord, we will be open. And Lord, sometimes, Lord, there are sacrifices to be made and there's obstacles to overcome. But we know if the direction is from you, something greater lies ahead if we're willing to face it with faith and to overcome. So Lord, I pray for whoever this message is here for today, surely there's someone here who needed to hear this as they're moving in a direction or seeking new direction. I pray, oh God, that Lord, by your Holy Spirit, you just continue to confirm through your church, continue to speak. Lord, whether it's a word of warning so that they shift direction a little bit, or whether a word of encouragement that they move forward faster than ever. Lord, we just invite your spirit here. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. Maybe you want to 